You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Community is about being with shoulder to shoulder other people that may or may not look, live or love the way that you do. And yet you are there for some shared interests. And yet there's the space to not always see eye to eye. So 2022 is fully upon us. And the reality is, is that we've missed people. We've missed community and being able to figure out what that can mean, what's possible for you and what you have access to is important. So today we're going to talk more about Pause on the Play, the community right here on Pause on the Play, the podcast, where it's amazing to see you and you are being challenged to reconsider your normal and consider realities that you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. So again, welcome. It is 2022, and I'm really excited that I always feel like the beginning of the year gives a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities to figure out what do you want to do What do you want to partake in? What have you had access to that maybe you weren't aware of or maybe you just didn't didn't think about before? And so I figured it would be great to dig into a little bit more around some of the questions that you've had about Pause on the Play, the community with India. So welcome, Indy. Hello. Oh, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) This is me trying not to sound like I have chest congestion and have been like popping mucinex. Like, kind (laughs) of. Unfortunately, we have both been struggling. See, this is where (laughs) the beauty of not being on video means that nobody has to see me constantly muting my audio so I can hack again. So this is just par for the course right now, unfortunately. (laughs) However, I'm really excited to talk a little bit about the community because for those that have been living under a rock or are new here, welcome. Um, We do have our own uh, community that is not on social media the way that uh, a number of communities are. That was a conscious choice that we made for us and those that we are choosing to support and how we wanted to do that. And we've had some questions that have been presented to us about the community and it felt like a a great time to be able to kind of, of dig into that and 
really expand a little bit more on not only what the community is, but, you know, what does it mean to be a member? You know, what does it mean to be in the room? Yeah, I'm excited to dig in. I was I was highly, highly intrigued by my own response during the time off to be excited to have extra free time to be in the communal space and seeing what people are up to and partaking in that. I don't even remember the last time I felt like that about any form of social media, but there was a day many, many years ago in a faraway land (laughs) that I did feel like that about Instagram, probably like 20 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. <laughs> and, but I'm glad that you mentioned it because the reality is, is that I didn't like Instagram and then I did. And occasionally I'll, you know, will enjoy it. But as a whole, like that has changed quite a bit. And so it has been really um, eye opening and intriguing and interesting and humbling and all the things to create this community that is not on a, you know, typical public social media platform that is more concentrated in in really making sure that the conversation is not lost in cat memes and, you know, unnecessary noise. And so I feel like that's been one of the really key points of it. And at the same time, I feel like there's some really important questions that really drive that home. And for me, one of the things that, of course, comes up is just, you know, what kind of, you know, workshops happen within the community? Because I feel like having the benefit of having workshops in the community is is a huge piece of it. And it's one of the differentiators of just being another social media, you know, hanger outer. Um, (laughs) So I think one of the things about, you know, as, as we've talked about often, choosing to create our community off of Facebook, you know, we did that because we didn't want the additional noise. We didn't want to have to worry about being like kind of having the algorithm say, hey, we're not going to show you because we don't want to. We don't like what you're talking about or just feeling like they're wasn't the same type of safe space and um, really open opportunity to talk about whatever we chose to talk about. I think all of that contributed, but I'm curious if there's other things that you think really did make a difference with not being on Facebook, because I think for those that don't know, it's really important for them to, to hear about that part. One of the things that stands out to me is recognizing that our communal space is a community of people, right? And having access to those people at the time that works for you and and the method that works for you was so important. And I think that that's part of the reason why so many entrepreneurs and online businesses and courses and communities will have like a Facebook group because, you know, you're able to access Facebook from your tablet, from your phone, no matter whether Android or team iPhone, there's an app for that. And you also can do it from the computer. So the accessibility component and the variety of ways to access, whether you're on the go or you're full-blown in work mode sitting at the computer. We didn't want to lose that. Um, 
And so being able to invest in a software and service like Mighty Networks allowed us to essentially have our own Facebook that's our own closed social networking kind of container, but it's our own. It's not mixed in the noise. You can still access it from a tablet, from multiple different types of phones, through apps, both um, Android and iPhone app. You can access it from a computer or a web browser. And that meets people where they're at because for some people, um, things may come to them that they're looking for support with or wanting to engage with while they're on the go. And for others, they like to set aside dedicated time, um, just like you'd set up an appointment in your calendar for an ongoing client. They have their, their community time on the calendar for them to engage. And so it really does fit any type of lifestyle. And I'll say with that, and it being in its own software, its own service, um, as you said, Erica, there's no cat memes. I mean, unless we choose to put them in there, but it's not, <laughs> it's not mixed in with anything else other than pause on the place content. There's no other communities or brands um, that you are exposed to in our space unless we choose to share content or you choose to share content as a member about that. So that's a little bit different than any other type of space that would be hosted on like a Facebook. Um, the other cool thing that I like about it is that uh, it leaves you in a space where you can actually consume and partake in workshops and educational content to support your efforts and also keep the conversation going to either get support um, ask a question, get feedback on something or whatever it is, all in one place. It's not disjointed of here's the educational um, vault of material and then here's the community, but you got to log into two different places to get to these two different things. And then something gets lost in translation when you're asking for help in the communal space. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that that is a big thing because, you know, the reality is, is that there's still a lot of places that don't have content uh, forums where you can have discussions as well as like here are, are your learning materials or workshops or videos or whatever integrated together. And it can be disjointed. It can cause additional distractions. It can keep you from being able to feel fluid in, OK, here's this thing and I want to talk about this thing. Here's this thing and I have questions around it. Here's something that I'm curious about, but I want to inquire as to where others are in reference to this. Like, I'm curious about how others feel about this and being able to do that. And you're not just in a vacuum by yourself. You're not alone with it. You don't have to jump platforms and you don't have other things that are unrelated to where you are at that moment, what you are reading, what you are learning, what you are deprogramming insert word here, being able to be in a concentrated space for that, I think really does help to minimize the noise and allow your attention and efforts to be focused. Agreed. And I mean, you and I love in-person stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, pre-pandemic, but yeah. that, that was our thing. And 
I also want to acknowledge that even though that's our thing, um, having our community be based online really allows anyone from anywhere to decide whether or not they want to partake in what's happening. Um, it allows them to expand who they know and is able to support them as well um, based on that being online in a very different way than I have to like physically drive to go to a weekly meeting at the specific location and use gas money and, you know, block off my calendar. And like, you can kind of do this in a way that fits your lifestyle. Well, the funny thing is, is that one of the things that I wanted to ask about from a question standpoint that had been posed to us, you know, you kind of prompted me with what you said there. So I'm going to, I'm going to hop my order a little bit here. <laughs> and I'm going to add, um, you know, from your perspective, what is it that members would do together in the community? Because I think you just touched on that. And I think it's really great to address like, you know, great. There's this community. There's this space. OK, now what? <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I think, you know, what you started with is is definitely, you know, really setting the tone for that. But I think being able to expand on, you know, what it means to be together in community, within the community. What does that mean to you? Um, you know, I think that it's so different than anything that I've ever experienced. I mean, prior to us owning our own space, I've taken part in other networking groups um, you know, there's change of of commerce and BNI and just so many things out there that as somebody who is in leadership as a part of the corporate world or somebody who is an entrepreneur and you're starting or running your own businesses, you know, naturally you want to expand your network. You want to be amongst other people. You want to have an opportunity to share ideas and get feedback. And referrals. And so, pause and play the community. Um, while it wasn't necessarily designed like specifically for <laughs> sharing of referrals and opportunities and things like that, um, I think that that has become one of the beautiful perks of being in the room is that you are getting access to some of the more traditional things that you'd expect in a networking group, but it's not a networking group, it's a community. And so it's so much more than just this transactional, um, I know somebody looking for this service and your business might be a good fit, let me tell, or I know somebody hiring for this and you might be a good fit for this the job opportunity. But you're also actually getting the relationship of community. And that looks like being able to understand a person and their lived experience and who they are and how they are and what makes them tick and what lights their fire. And that goes so much deeper than just networking, but actually building lifelong relationships and friendships. And yes, that can translate into business, but it also translates into coming together and finding ways to support each other's give back components and uh, charitable efforts and desires of impact in the world. It looks like so many things. I'm sure you have some some things that come to you too. So I'm going to give you room to speak on that too, Erica. Uh, and one of the things that comes to mind first for me is 
um, witnessing how some members have really bought their own nonprofits that they started or nonprofits that matter to them to our attention and how that's translated in us finding unique ways to put a spotlight on that or to have an event or a shopping party or something like that where a percentage of the proceeds goes to supporting the nonprofit. Like these are some really cool and collaborative ways to really work together that I think can get missed in a traditional business networking space. I agree. And I think you mentioned, you know, one of the key, the key pieces to me in that it's not a networking space, it's a community. And, you know, I want to pause and acknowledge that community is about being with uh, shoulder to shoulder other people that may or may not look, live or love the way that you do. And yet you are there for some shared interests. And yet there's the space to not always see eye to eye, to have differences of opinion and to be able to share different viewpoints in order to not only reconsider your own normal, but the normal of others and to be able to discover how this impacts your allyship, how this impacts your your efforts and what it is that you want to do in the world. And being able to have a space that that can happen and that that's really a cornerstone of all of it. It is not, you know, a room full of people that all see, uh, you know, eye to eye and agree on all things. It is not a space where everybody does the same things and is, you know, living in the exact same cookie cutter kind of way. It is about what makes us different and how can we combine in a space with shared visions for the impact that we want to make in the world and being able to have access to that that isn't based on being transactional to me is such an important part. Yeah. And I think part of that is it also like expands your ideas. It expands your concepts in such an innovative way that trickles down into every single thing that you do, whether it's conversations you have in your personal life or the way that you approach this new um, project you may take on at work or this new offer you may develop in your business because there's something about that richness of diversity that also fosters more creativity and more innovative thinking. Um, But I do want to address like from a tangible standpoint too, right? We're giving you these big concepts but on a tangible thing, what do they do together? Well, they have co-working sessions together because there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than having either your most important work or, dare I say, the work that you're most resistant to just sitting down and getting done. And you got to sit there and do it by yourself in a quiet office, which for many people is working from home and it's dead silent and <laughs> you're sitting there falling asleep or coming up with every other a squirrel to go chase to not do it. And so our community members have co-working hours where they literally carve out time in their calendar to get shit done, as we call it, together. And you have that accountability of knowing everyone else in the room is also <laughs> doing this with you and getting it done too. Um, they have frequent community um, conversations where we get to explore all different kinds of things. Sometimes it's looking at content and seeing how, what did it spark for this person versus that person and noticing how we all witness different pieces and take away different concepts from consuming the same thing. Um, You know, they're, they're building and 
idealizing new things together. They're supporting each other outside of the the time or event calendar based items in the actual space itself organically by sharing things that they're looking for support with, asking for feedback on their opt-ins and getting honest opinions or um, additional little new things that they can add to that opt-in to improve on it. There's just so much richness happening and so much giving and support happening there. And of course, as we talk about that, I, I can't help but to ask one of the questions that I feel like has come up often because, you know, everybody doesn't live in the same time zone. Uh, everybody doesn't have the same type of schedule. You know, we're on the East Coast. Um, and so what happens if someone is a member, wants to be a member, and they can't attend, you know, something live? For example, our Q&A sessions, you know, what happens? You know, it's funny that someone asked that, um, and I'm glad that they did, because that answer would have been very different, you know, in full transparency, maybe a year or two years ago. But now <laughs> we have an amazing answer to that question um, that I'm very excited about. And, and the truth of the matter is now that if you can't attend live to any of our events that happen, um, you know, virtually through like Zoom or Crowdcast or whatever, they're able to submit their questions if they have a question in advance. So that way, if there is some type of Q&A segment as a portion of that thing, or if there's a particular topic they want to make sure we cover in an organic conversation, it can be submitted in advance on the actual event announcement, and we make sure it's covered. And um, we offer the replay in the communal space for the life of the membership to be able to go back and watch in their own time. And uh, if you're like me, you might speed it up a little bit or search for just the thing that you need because our video replays are searchable as well um, through keywords and things like that. And they have that freedom to go in and find the answer they have or witness the whole thing. Um, and they're also able to keep that conversation going in the comments if there are some new epiphanies or questions or takeaways that come up for them. So I'm super excited about that. Is there anything you'd want to add to it? Uh, the thing that stands out for me is that I, I want to make sure that it's also not lost, that those replays, in addition to all of the other uh, replays that we have, are created with accessibility in mind. So there are transcripts that, again, are searchable. Um, you can put closed captioning on them. You can speed them up. You can slow them down. And so we did also specifically put accessibility um, at the forefront of our minds as we were deciding what platforms to use and how we wanted to make sure that that was accessible as well. Yeah, we're talking about the accessibility of accessibility, right? I mean, there's the accessibility of being able to uh, consume the content. And then there's also realizing like, hey, if you're going to have an actual like meeting based thing, then there's accessibility of who can actually attend that date and time. And maybe not everybody can. So letting them still have a way to participate even if it doesn't match their time zone or their work schedule Facts. is also accessibility. Facts. And I wanted to make sure that that was being addressed because I do think that, that like you said, the accessibility of accessibility, but being able to kind of acknowledge some of those things that some of us may take for granted and others are like, hey, did you even think about this? And making sure that that's not lost. Right. So as we're, you know, also talking about, you know, replays and things, um, that also goes into some of the tools and trainings 
um, and workshops that we have in the space. And so as we're discussing um, what types of sessions we have, um, I have gotten questions around like, you know, what are the workshops? And I think it's really, you know, been interesting to see what we've already had as well as what we have coming up. Like it's been so much and it's been so exciting to watch this part of our network fill out in such a beautiful and full and dynamic way. And I have absolutely loved really just watching it evolve and become, it, it's so multi-layered. I'll say that the the workshops um, in particular and the monthly education session type offering that we have has been one of my favorite parts. Um, and I, we try not to call them education sessions because not everything is so much of like, I'm going to teach you how to do this because there's, <laughs> we don't believe there's like one right or wrong way. Right. Um, but I say that in a sense that, you know, you can expect a little bit of everything from live panels. We've had um, a three-day virtual event called Dropping the Veil and the replays for that are available um, where we had some incredible guest speakers come into our space some from the community, some from outside to share some of their stories and their epiphanies and their ahas. There's, um, we have guest experts come in and facilitate workshops. And what I really enjoy about the workshops is that they're across a full span of types of people that come in to facilitate them as well as subject matter. And there's just, there's so much richness there. I mean, some of the ones that I, we have coming up, which I feel like the one that is really on my radar is like so overdue. We've been talking about having a human design workshop for a long time privately because Erica, you and I went down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I just kept pulling you further down the human design rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have Cynthia Davidson coming in in February um, on Valentine's Day, actually, to teach and educate and facilitate a workshop on human design. Um, And it's going to be looking at the personal and professional side and being able to break down your human design blueprint. And that replay will be available for the life of the membership. So even if you can't attend live, you're able to witness the replay. Um, We have, you know, uh, North Star Messaging coming in this month. Um, By the time this episode is aired, it may, may have already come in to talk about branding your voice and uh, being able to look at, you know, how do you go about maintaining your authenticity and what matters to you and what you value and who you are as a brand or an individual while being able to transition yourself into having someone else write the content for your brand and how that's possible. And they have a proven system for that. There's just so much richness. I mean, I feel like we could lightning round and probably pump out like 20 different workshop names that are already in there, too. Well, and and I think that's the thing. I mean, I want to make sure that, you know, it's not lost that, you know, when we have these types of, of sessions and workshops, that they stay in the community. And so there's going to be all different types of things that go from, you know, things that are DEI related to uh, bio, to visibility, to give back policies. There's so much that you have access to. And 
the thing that is is so beneficial and beautiful about it is that you don't just have that. You have that and the space to be like, hmm, I'm trying to figure out what this means for me. Hey, what have you done and how has this worked for you? Or what do you think about if I try this? That opportunity to be able to workshop that with others, I think is such a huge benefit to not just taking information and letting it die in your head or your notes. Absolutely. Um, and, and one of the things that you touched on is the fact that there is such a big range of types of workshops that we have in the space. And I don't want it to be lost that part of the reason why there is such a big range is because we co-create our community with the members. So we're not here as leaders just deciding from like, you know, our top of the pyramid, here's what we think the people down on the bottom need. (laughs) We're actually like talking with the members and we're asking the right questions and we're witnessing, you know, um, areas of their lives, their brands and their businesses that maybe they would be interested in getting some additional support with. And through that is how we develop what types of workshops are happening in the space. We're meeting, we're looking at being in like a response to the need that is being presented versus having a preset curriculum. And I think that that's really been supportive for the people in the space because they've been able to grow with the community um, which is can become a challenge with like predetermined courses where it's like, here's this course, you go through the course and then the community might help you along the way, but the course doesn't really change. Right. And I, I think knowing that there's pre-recorded content, there's content that you can access live and there's always that, you know, 24-7 access to your fellow members to be able to keep the dialogue going, it means that there's never a space of like, oh, well, they're shut down from this thing, so I can't do this right now. At any time, there's always something that you can access. And it's there for anyone despite where you're located. So time zone doesn't mean, oh, you can't come in. It doesn't mean, oh, well, I work at this time, so it's not going to benefit me. It really is something that was created so that our network of, of members inside of the community that is global, you know, it, it goes across multiple contents, that they are able to still be able to reap the same benefits as those that are right here. And they are able to, you know, really do it in a way that works for them. Yeah. Uh, as you said that, I don't know why, but one of the things that popped in my mind is technically not a workshop. We have a resource called um, an allyship sound meditation concert. And it was taught or or facilitated, taught, it was created by (laughs) Natasha Freeman of Lucid Living, Virginia. Um, And when you think about that accessibility that you were just talking about, Erica, for me, I like listening to that from my phone um, and just plugging my earphones in and really allowing myself and my nervous system to kind of relax as I wind down from the day, from the sofa or the bed or wherever that may be, but I can take it with me at any time that I choose to. And it really just supports my overall like wellness. Um, And I think that that's the beauty of that because not everybody likes sitting at the computer and taking a class. Maybe they want to be able to do it from the comfort of their sofa. (laughs) And and I agree. And I think being able to have that 
open access for people to do what works for them, what feels good, and knowing that they're not limited. I, I think it's been a great thing. And it's really, it, it's, I'm very proud of what the community has become. And I'm even more excited for being able to witness what's going to happen. Because again, it's co-created with every member that's in the space. It's not just you or I creating it. This is about what the members want. Absolutely. So as you've heard us talk about this, and if you are curious and you are ready to be a part of this dynamic dialogue, this amazing space that is curated with people like you in mind, come on over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash community so that you can learn more, sign up today, and you can be a part of the amazing sessions that we have coming up, the uh, workshops that are already on the books, the things that are coming that we have not released yet. And you can be a part of helping to co-create this space for all of us. I always love the fact when I'm able to talk about the community with India because it's something that we've created together. And again, it's something that has just been it's it's been an amazing thing to be able to build it and to really allow it to take on a life of its own. And so again, come on over to pauseontheplay.com. You can join today. And that way you can continue what we do right here as we all show up having these real conversations. It's an opportunity to come over and do even more of that together. So as we continue to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your everyday exchanges, I thank you for being here and participating. Together, we will continue crossing lines, recreating boundaries so that we can support and not separate. Let's continue getting more people to drop the veil while they challenge their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?